So welcome to number four podcast, uh, the Decent Rowing podcast series. Uh, I'm Lachlan Davey, I'm here with my dad Ken Davey and together we have Decent Rowing. Today we're going to talk about beginner training programs and more, more importantly how you put them together, what things you should focus on and what things you should leave out of a training program. So uh, I'd like to hear what you think uh, a beginner program should look like and let, maybe let us know a couple of the things that coaches, mistakes coaches make when they are setting a training program for their, their you know, beginner crew, like one who's not technically sound yet, they're still learning the process of it. Yeah, sure. Um, the biggest issue I think is that most of the beginner programs don't have a lot of time. They feel that they've got to get a lot of work done in a very short period of time. The athletes don't know how to row much at all. and so they put them on the water and try and teach them how to row. And then at the same time, they try to get them fit by rowing on the water. And the trouble with that is that if you're, a, well, picture back when you were a beginner athlete, uh, you probably weren't rowing very well. Most beginners aren't. Yeah, and, and well, you wouldn't really know. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you, there's always all that specialist equipment that's designed for specifically for rowing so the rowing club will have like boats and ergos and it'd be really tempting to use them all the time but uh in reality i think most most uh athletes haven't got the the training under their belt to be able to perform well on those on those no. things and for session after session after session like you really overload yourself doing a that absolutely and, and what happens is that if you get an athlete that's learning to row and they they start out and, and you decide on, as a coach, you say, right, oh, we're going to row and we're going to do a 10, 15 kilometre row and they can't row very well. Then what happens is you're just ingraining a bad habit and doing repeating over and over again a not good technique. So yeah. we're much better off with beginners to teach them how to row on the water, sure, and on an ergo, supervised, yeah. of course, and get them to row really well. And only then you can get to the point where you say, okay, now we're going to do some hard work and get fit on the water. Much yeah. better to get fit on, on the land. Most beginner athletes like to run or swim or bike or rock climb or do circuits or something. Often you'll find that, that no one likes to do them all, yeah. but so long as they do something that's a cardio type strength combination fitness, then I think you'll find you get really good outcomes from a fitness perspective. Then on the water, teach them to row really well and then by being fit, yes, it's not rowing fit, but they're fit and they know how to row, then you'll find you get pretty good outcomes if they can row well. And I, th I think what you're sort of getting, well, one of the, the problems with that is I think that people always, when they're learning to row, they want to go rowing. Yeah. So like it would be hard to convince uh, junior athletes, I'd imagine, to go for a run instead of going for a row because they're there for rowing yeah. and they just want to row as much as possible. Yeah. So you sort of have to hit that middle ground between uh, overdoing it on the water and you know ingrating bad habits and all that but also keeping them interested and in fostering that sort Absolutely. of love for the yeah, sport definitely. as well. I think you'll find in most cases though there's a limited time when they can row. If you think about school athletes then they generally only get three sessions a week where they're on the water rowing yep. and so I'd use all of those yes because techniques I'd say at this level is more important than fitness being able to row well a boat will run really well if you do it do it right yeah and so i'd teach them how to row and i'm not saying you don't go out for a fair lengthy row that's okay it's just we're not looking for distance we're looking for skills development technique as long as it's not too cold then you can spend a lot of time just refining technique doing drills break it up different sorts of drills focus on different things but but do it really carefully and you can have a long time on the water the only caveat to that would be that 
generally younger athletes have a short attention span and so if you go out for a row for an hour you'll probably get away with it and yeah. get good attention for most of it depending on the athlete but if you go out for a two hour row at that age group you'll probably be, find be it far too long far too long because they won't they just won't be listening after a while yeah and oh, even when i i go for rows like uh generally speaking you know the training sessions are like an hour and a half to two hours that's mm. the sort of standard but you know i really find that i only have a good row for you know maybe an hour of that mm. but then after that it becomes harder to you know focus on your technique and, yeah, and exactly. have a good time you're just really out yeah. there spending hours and so so maybe it'd be better spending now if you want to do more training come yeah. back and go for a run absolutely or um or get on the bike or something like that and just if to you, mix it up if you've got time for that too there's a couple of tricks you can use uh, if you have a, a group of athletes and they're with you for say two hours and you've got and you're quick to get on the water and it's efficient and that works then uh, i'd be suggesting initially do the technique work first while they're fresh yep and then come back in and then do some exercise like go for a run or, or some circuit training or some game that's entertaining but but reasonably physical and you'll find that that works pretty well it's actually handy sometimes to do it the other way around so when you've got the athletes are reasonably okay at rowing then you can do the fitness hard work first and then get on the water because everyone's going to be tired yeah and so and it'll be easier for harder for them to row properly and therefore a good lesson yeah, harder for them to row properly, but also, you know, if they get down to training, they're usually full of beans and, you know, you probably need something to tire yeah. them out before they're in the right sort of headspace Absolutely. to, to yeah. take in the rowing. Otherwise, they'll be too jacked up. They'll be talking, you know, just really, you know, not, not, fo attention. not focusing on Absolutely. the task at hand. So, you know, a run could tone them down a little yeah. bit, give them the fitness gain and yeah. also give you a chance to plan what you want to do with yeah. the rest of the session, be really concise with that. Uh, whatever you're teaching absolutely i think i think it's very important to manage that that side of it but if you try and get the athletes to get on the water and go for a really long row that's meant to be hard work then you'll find that the, the natural rowing technique will suffer and yeah. so definitely not a thing to do the the other thing that i think is really important too at coaching at that level is that that the athletes particularly athletes these days really want to understand why they're doing something why it works, what's the purpose. Yeah. And so I think education is a really important part of it. What I've been doing recently with programs that I put out is I'd put a, in the program I'd put on say uh, five times a week, I'd put a link to a video. And so if we're going to deal with the catch today and we're focusing on the catch, then I'd give them a video or two, a day or two before, so they actually understand what we're trying to achieve. Because I think that the more an athlete understands what they're trying to do and why they're doing it, the better the outcomes you'll get because they, they are there to learn and and they want to row well and row fast because any rower will tell you rowing in a boat that's going well is a great feeling and so the quicker you can get them to have that feeling then the quicker you're going to get good performance so education i think is vital there's, there's no doubt that you know if you could get them to watch a video or read something about you know about rowing before they go to the session that would be good uh, I can't imagine a lot of people people doing it. Um, you know, like you said, you might if you had a school crew like a you know a senior eight or an under sixteen eight or something like that. Um, you know, that's that's asking a lot of them. It is, but if the video is short, yeah. like if it's a two or three minute video, then it's not a big hardship. And if it's on their phone in the program in a PDF format, and they can watch yeah. it on their way to w the shed. Would you recommend just uh, just watching it before you go out on the oh, water? Definitely. So and so you know instead of asking them to do it off their own bat, mm. just having as much 
you know, supervised uh, I you think, know, uh, learning or, or even training. Like yeah. it'd be much more beneficial, I, I'd imagine, for those crews if instead of you know saying go for a, a something, you know, thirty-minute run, yeah. if the coach was there to send them off on that thirty-minute run. Mm. I mean, it's not always possible, yeah. but I think you get a much more consistent result oh. and people trying a bit harder, perhaps. Much better. And and the way I'd suggest you do is have it in the program so that. They can watch it because you'll find some athletes are really keen to watch it and they yeah. want to get more knowledge and and tell them where to go on the website to find things and the like. I think that's great. And then when you get to the shed, a really good way to focus on a session. If the session's about the catch, and I'd, incidentally, I'd suggest not having too many focus elements in each session because they'll get confused. But if you've got a session on the catch, then I'd suggest get them there, show them a video of the catch one of the educational videos to say this is how we want to execute the catch and then if you can show them a bit of footage of them as a crew doing the same part of the rowing process like for example the way that they take the catch yeah I had a great experience with a crew last year where uh, I filmed them in an eight taking the catch and then I put that up on the screen and I showed them a film of a good athlete taking a catch one of our educational videos I actually did it the other way I showed them the video of the good one first then I showed them their video and one of, the, one of the girls in the crew just burst out laughing because she could see that the way her blade went into the water, she'd finished rowing by the time it got into the water pretty much. The stroke was over. Yeah. And so it really reinforced for them what we were trying to achieve and, and they understood how to go about doing it. And then when you go out onto the water, you can have a really good session because they know what they're looking for. Yeah. And I think it's really... So education, I think, is vital to getting good performance. Yeah, but also as part of the training, you know, you mentioned there, but you didn't really go into it about uh, the importance of actually videoing the athlete and showing them afterwards. Because oh, I, I know that I, I went for a road the other morning and I set up a GoPro off, off my side rigger, mm -hmm. just looking, you know, off a backstay, looking straight across, straight across the boat. Mm -hmm. And I felt like at the finish, like I was tapping down and feathering, like flat wrists, yeah. you know, nice strong position. But in reality, what I was doing was tapping down dropping the wrists, and then by the time I got to about here, I'd somehow, by some magic, you know, yeah. I don't, still don't know how it happens, moved my hands back up to flat, yeah. flat wrists, and then I was fine for the rest of the stroke. Yeah. But I felt like I was doing it right, but clearly I wasn't. And then yeah. this morning when I went for a row, I, I, I had that in mind, so I knew that when I tapped down, I really had to focus on keeping them flat. I find it made it a lot more easy for me to tap out mm. and keep my blades at a consistent height on Absolutely. the way forward. But, you know, you've been out with out with me rowing, I've been out rowing, mm. and, you know, to the naked eye, it sort of looks okay. But yeah. when we slowed it down, mm. 60 frames a second, yeah. you could, it's very obvious what was happening, yeah. and you could, still can't really tell how <laughs> how the, you know, the wrists but, but it moved did. the way they There's did. There's no doubt it was happening. It's no doubt it happens and it's it really makes it clear as day if you're trying to improve technique and makes it clear to the athlete. They're yeah. like, well, you know, I felt like I'm fine. Yeah. But then you're like, well, obviously you're not. And you can, no, you, yeah. you have that in your mind, that, mm. that slow motion footage. When you go to the road next time, it's, it's there for you. And the other thing it does too, if you do that, then the athletes see what's happening. They understand the difference because it's clear and visual and yeah. most athletes can understand that. And then that actually starts to get them more interested in understanding what they should be doing and why they should be doing it. Yeah. And then they're more likely to watch the videos. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's like any sport that, that, or anything, really. That If you don't know anything about a certain area or a certain sport or hobby or something like that, you're not going to be interested in it. You no, just, that's right. But, you know, if you start getting little bits of information and more and more, mm. you become really interested and, um, you know, you'll... You know, you might end up sticking with that hobby or sport. And yeah. I think rowing is one of those great sports where there's just so much, so much things to understand. Like yeah. it's just, you know, insane the amount of detail that you can go into with all different aspects and yeah. sort of fostering that learning experience with, with video, I think is a really good idea. Uh, and I think most people like doing something they're good at. Yep. And the, and the way to get good at something is to understand it, do it correctly and practice it. And if we can give them the understanding and the, in the boat, make sure that they're doing it the right way, so everything's done as best it can be, then without the workload, without all that pressure, then you'll find that when you do start to put the pressure on, you'll find that they, they perform really quite well. Yep. And we've all seen boats out there in a regatta where there's a boat that's miles in, well not miles, that's, that's hundreds of metres in front, they're doing half the rating of the rest of the cruise and the boat just seems to be going by itself. Yep. And everyone else is rushing up and down the slide and bashing away. But the reason is that those athletes generally aren't fitter. They generally aren't stronger, particularly in the younger age brackets. Yeah. They're just rowing well. And so if they row well and they're reasonably fit, then they'll get a good experience and then they'll get better at it. And then they can use on-water rowing to improve their fitness and then they get better again because they're really focusing on that modality. So, yeah. so I think it's critical to, to, not, to, to make sure that the education component of what we're doing when we're coaching beginners is mostly about education and how to row yeah. on water and then and on the erg and the rest of it people are pretty good at going for a run they're not going to the techniques not so critical for this whereas if they row if they row badly on an ergo on the water then that's going to cause long-term issues and they can run on their own they can cycle they can do it with their friends they can do it anytime they all they need is a pair of shoes it's it's, it's yeah. really good to encourage them to be fit and if they understand that what we're doing and we're trying to row well that's important and we're not focusing on too many things at a time and we're getting each of them right and not doing a lot of work on the water or the ergo until they can do it properly and if they know and believe that they can do that and get fit separately and therefore be fast in a boat yeah because i think a lot of them tend to think i've got to practice rowing hard in order to be able to go fast yeah and that's generally not the case it's almost the opposite the harder well, yeah, you try to row it is true at the elite level, sure. but you yeah. know there's a huge learning curve that uh, even the you know the sub elite you know rowers they really need to you know get the technique right because you can't you can't win a race you know with with poor technique no matter how fit you are at yeah. a high level you yeah. have to have good technique you have to be fit yeah. it's uh it's not one without the other no. it's, it's what one of the things that makes the sport you know so interesting absolutely so. So from a, a program perspective and teaching beginners how to row, I'd say separate fitness from rowing. They're two separate things. You know, and, and sit down with the athletes and, and you know, talk to them about you know, what, you th what you're thinking, what, you know, your, what, their, what their goals are and what, what you want to do. Because, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where you, yeah, you don't really know what you're dealing with until you have that conversation. You know, they might only want to row two times a week on the water and, and not want to do any cross training. Yeah. Whereas you might have, you know, 10 sessions a week planned for them. Mm. Yeah, it's just not going to work out. Right. And you need to, um, the, yeah. The way to deal with that, if you have a heap of sessions planned then and it doesn't fit with the athletes, it doesn't mean that you, 
you don't press on with the program, the idea really would be to say, well, okay, what sits with the athletes and what sits with me? And it may be that we do a certain number of on-water sessions, get them right, and then for the rest of them, make, they can do their own, they yep. can be self-driven in what they do. And some of them might want to swim, some might have run, some um, go and play a game of footy. I mean, there's all sorts of different exercises that people can do to, to make this work well. But the, the fundamentals are um, teach them how to do, row well, teach them how to get fit, two separate things, yeah. and educate them. Yeah, well, that's good, but I'd probably put one up on top of that yeah. is uh, make sure it's enjoyable, oh, no, no matter what absolutely. it is. Absolutely, well, like, that's sort of top of the list. Like, you know, it's very easy for a coach to focus on, you know, the things you just mentioned without paying any attention to, you know, is it going to actually be, oh. be fun for them, and, you know? And if it's not fun, then You might as well forget about the rest of it. <laughs> Don't do any you of know, it, that's It's right. just going to be a pain for you, it's going to no. be a pain for them. No, if you... you, if know. you if you can't make it fun, then it doesn't work, which means, of course, that sometimes in order to keep it fun and still educational, you've got to sacrifice some thoughts that you've got. So as a coach, you might say, we're going to yeah, do well, you just have to work within 10 the sessions and we're doing this and this. At. Yeah, absolutely. And work with the athletes you've got. And you'll find, too, that some athletes are different from others. Well, they like are. All of them are. Yeah, they're all different. And so you may find that, that some crews want to do more work now, one of the good things about separating the, the learning to row on the ergo on the water from the fitness aspect is that those athletes that want to do a lot of fitness work because they're just mad keen to do it, then they can do it because they can go running by themselves yeah. or they can ride a bike by themselves or all this stuff. So, so I think it's important to, to work with the athlete group to get the best out of everybody. Yeah. And it's much easier if you've got four people in a quad and they're the only four you're coaching and you're going to do all the work on the water, then someone's not going to be happy. Whereas if you have less sessions on the water and get the people who really want to do more to do it in their own time, then you'll probably find you get better outcomes as well. So it's interesting, but, but the, the critical thing is to, is to do it well and make sure that they understand good technique and fitness as separate things. Yep. So. Yeah, and they, they both things, uh, you know, in equal measures probably will will help you win races if that's oh, your absolutely. goal. Absolutely. And um, you know, uh, it's one of those things where you don't want to be overloading any one part of it. So there's no, no there's no good, you no. know, doing from someone who's done very little exercise, going to, you know, six on water sessions a week, you mm. know, you'll get injuries left, Every right time. and centre. Yeah. Likewise if they're used to six sessions a week, you want to double it to 12, you know, no yes, matter yes. what the sessions are, you're going to get yes, injuries yeah. or overtrained. Absolutely. Like if you send them off for runs every day, they, you know, they'll have no. a foot problem within three days That's or a it. knee problem no. or, you no. know, and it's the same with rowing. You really have to, whatever you're doing, just work it up. Mm. If someone has some time off as well, don't throw them straight back no. into the full training no. load, no. you know, make sure you ease them back in and, you know, you have to have it's a function of how long you've had off. So if you've yeah. had a lot of time off, you need to have That's a right. lot of time to get back to full training. Absolutely. And um, I think a lot of the time, you know, coaches just try and fit square pegs in round holes, you Always. know, with, without any regard for the athlete. No. And they end no. up losing the athlete Absolutely. because they're, they're not interested yeah. in that sort of thing. And you've got to know the athlete too and what's going on in their life. If you've got an athlete that's got a hard workload in a particular block of training, uh, be it on water, off water, just any athlete, and uh, at the same time they've got exams, for example, or they've got uh, trouble at home, or they've had a, a relative who's sick or in hospital, then all of those things are going to cause problems for the, for the training program. So if you're mindful of those, then you, you wouldn't want to have, for example, a hard time, a hard workload for school 
for exams, etc., and assignments, and have a hard workload on the training no. because you'll find it, it's just not going to work. So, no. Yeah. So to, to sum up, we've like you know we've covered different parts of aspects of training, uh, different different ways you can approach training programs, and you know a few key things to to uh, you know work out if you need to have uh, you know different different sorts of different sorts of things. Absolutely. In the program. But the, and the critical thing, as I say, is educate them well. Make sure any exercise they do is done correctly. Yep. And you should get good outcomes. Next podcast, we're going to be talking about boat speed, uh, the critical parts, what slows it, up, slows it down, what speeds mm. it up, and how you should think about moving the boat um, when you're out there. Because there are a number of, th lots of different parts of the rowing stroke that you can focus on, but, but the reality is that there's about four things that are really important. Yep. And let's talk about those four things, because if you get those right, then everything else starts to flow. So let's do that.